We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, KJ Podcast, San Francisco 49ers analysis. Monday Night Football edition. 49ers lose 27-23. Not the end of the world. They looked pretty encouraging, but there's some flaws to definitely point out about this football team. Changes will be made, but definitely some bright spots. I am not pissed off doing this podcast right now. If you're a 49ers fan, you're waking up Tuesday. Yes, you're 2-8. and eight. Yes, you're picking number two overall in the draft right behind the Raiders. Raiders point differential is minus 125. 49ers is minus 36. They played another close game. They couldn't finish at the end. They have problem spots like Akilah Weatherspoon. They have bright spots. George Kittle, Matt Breida. Nick Mullins is a backup. He's looking pretty damn good. The Nick Mullins experiment, not his fault that this team lost the game. He throws two interceptions. Ton to get into. Ton to unpack about this game and big picture wise. KJ Podcast, BlueWirePods.com. MyBookie.ag, our sponsor, promo code BLUEWIRE. You'll get free money if you use that code. I'm just not pissed off and disappointed. I have some people in my mentions, fire Robert Sala. This team needs to learn. There's regression. Look at Dante Pettis. He's a bust. I took more positives away from this Giants game. Third time on primetime, 49ers did not look like a shitty football team. And yes, their record's two and eight. What is three and seven, really? It's feeling good. Your tweets are positive. Momentum is good. What does that even mean? 49ers, of course, they want to win games. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are not tanking. I'm not advocating tanking, but I'm not really pissed about a loss here. When Nick Mullins 
looked mostly good. Not as good as Oakland, but he threw strikes over the field. George Kittle is still an effective weapon with a third-string quarterback. What we learned is Kyle Shanahan's offense is about execution. If you're throwing to the right target, it's normally open, and you can move the chains against a bad team like the Giants. Nick Mullins can execute. That means he can play in Kyle Shanahan's system. We're seeing that two games in positive. Matt Breida, Jarek McKinnon's going to have to compete with him to win the number one spot next year. Just terrorizes another opponent. 20 total touches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. Caught a really nice touchdown pass from Mullins in the third quarter. And he, he's just a bruiser for 190. This wasn't a wasted game for the 49ers. It's really hard to be discouraged. Yes, they had momentum in the third quarter and they couldn't close things out. This has been a theme with Kyle. He's kicking himself. He was pissed off in the post-game press conference. I posted a little clip. I think it was Branch. Eric Branch had asked about Akilah Weatherspoon, who got beat for a couple touchdowns. The second one, he was expecting safety help, threw his arms up there. Kyle said, man up. We'll address it in the building this week. They're pissed off. They don't want to lose, but from a macro perspective, looking at the San Francisco 49ers, looking at other bad teams in the league, I'm not totally discouraged about this team. I I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is walking into an absolute shitstorm. The fourth quarter was pretty freaking frustrating, though. The final drive, there was a penalty called for illegal formation. 40 seconds left. Looked like the ref was kind of bobbling the ball there, and that really cost the team some time and... Nick Mullins obviously didn't have his shit together. It's his second career start. He's trying to get this football team down the field. Yeah, the defense let up. They couldn't guard Odell Beckham Jr. at all. The problem with having Richard Sherman be a lockdown corner is that the other side has just been gashed all year with a knife. Akela Witherspoon, even when he made one good play, arguably could have been pass interference, a breakup deep down the field. He just jumped and didn't even look. He timed it out right, but... There's no way he can be a starter next year. I've said it all along. They haven't evaluated their draft picks in the secondary very well. It's on display tonight. I get it. The Giants have great weapons too. They are 1-7 for a reason though. Other teams have been able to keep pace with them. And tonight the 49ers couldn't. This is kind of where the 49ers are breaking down. It's the second to last drive of the game. 11 plays. End up settling for a field goal, making it 23-20. It's a great drive. There's third down conversions. Brita had a big run. Bourne had a third down conversion. First and 10 from the Giants, 19. Alfred Morris runs for five yards. Second down, Alfred Morris, minus one. Now it's third and six. Giants have called timeout. Mullins, third and six. Pocket breaks down. Kendrick Bourne ends up getting three yards. Drive stalls out. That was it right there. 49ers needed a touchdown on that drive. Better teams scored touchdowns on that drive. They're just not there yet. Is that a little bit on Mullins? It's a little bit on everyone. I'm sure Kittle is who he was looking for. He had time. Didn't want to throw an interception there. You got to kind of laud him from that. Middle of the field, looked packed, threw to the sideline to Bourne. That's a field goal, and... That's it. Then the defense collapsed, essentially. Giants go nine plays, 75 yards. Huge strike to Ingram down the field. Penalty on Malcolm Smith. There was a hold 
on Saquon Barkley. Kyle Shanahan absolutely freaking out. He's done that a couple times running onto the field. 135 left, second and 10. Eli Manning over the middle, Saquon Barkley, as I've said. Burt Marsh and Malcolm Smith gets all the way to the 10-yard line. Giants are like, fuck it. There's a there's 127 left. We're obviously scoring a touchdown. They get a little bit of time off the clock. Yeah, DJ Reed gets beat for the score. Sterling Shepard, and that's your ball game. I mean, the drive, you got to commend Nick Mullins for crossing midfield and with one timeout, 52 seconds. I mean, not the end of the world. They use the roughing the passer penalty. End of games have not gone the 49ers way. Kyle Shanahan can do a much better job, but I also think, like I've said, he's got one hand tied behind his back here. Third string quarterback. Doesn't have the weapons. Pierre Garcon didn't play in today's game. Finally got Trent Taylor going a little bit, but not enough weaponry in today's NFL. You look at other teams. The 49ers aren't there yet. They need some more skilled players. They need their quarterback at full strength. The Giants got... One possession there extra, and they scored the touchdown at the end. This defense, Malcolm Smith got exposed. There was a little bit of pressure. Armstead had a decent game. Coda Watson had a sack. DeForest Buckner had a bat down. Again, they, they need more up help up front. Like I said in the beginning, my main point, this is exactly this team in a nutshell, this entire game. The little bright spots... Kittle and Brito were amazing. The defense needs more pass rush. That was on display. Akilah Weatherspoon isn't very good. That was on display. Malcolm Smith can't start. They need Reuben Foster back. That was on display. Literally every issue about this team kind of manifested itself, presented it on a silver platter. This is what this team is. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, they're 2-8. and eight. They're 0-9 in one-score games without Jimmy Garoppolo. They can't win close games. When they beat Jacksonville last year, they were blowing them out. And Jacksonville came back close at the end. It's been a weird theme with them. They won the close ones, obviously, last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. To be honest, like if we were talking about a Nick Mullins win and he came back on that last drive, it would really be exciting. It's not franchise-altering, though. It's not like if this team picks second in the draft or picks eighth or ninth, they get a couple extra wins. I don't automatically think that's growth for all these players. I still think they can grow in losses. I keep mentioning it, the 5-0 and thing last year. That hasn't automatically meant wins this season. It's about the quarterback. Nick Mullins didn't play bad, but Jimmy G at the end with a minute 20, you're thinking he can actually score a touchdown there. That's the difference in this league right now, and the 49ers think they have their guy. By the way, Scott McClune took to Twitter during the game, had to call out Jimmy G for not being on the sidelines. Former 49ers GM, Redskins GM, did some consulting work for the Browns. Little bit of a reach, a little bit of an old school guy trying to call out Jimmy G. He's still on a crutch. Maybe he will be down there now. Maybe that was an optics thing and maybe he will realize it. But I, I don't think it's an issue that Jimmy Garoppolo is not on the sideline with his guys. I really think that's a... I'm an old man, the old school leaders. I got to see all that. I think it's totally fine. Jimmy Garoppolo's with his brothers in the box. Pretty meaningless Monday night football game for the 49ers and the Giants. Nothing bad happened for the 49ers. Nothing like out of the ordinary. No one got hurt. No one played so poorly. Maybe besides Dante Pettis. That was kind of the 
the eye-opening spot. A lot of people tweeted me tonight, what do you think of Pettis? So far, his first season has not been good. I think he finished with four catches, 12 yards. Don't have his stats up in front of me. Kyle could not get him the ball on a screen, and he wanted to all game. Maybe he saw my tweet, you got to try and force it to Dante Pettis. I like that they try and get him the ball. He was short of the first down marker a couple times. He doesn't look fully healthy. I don't know if he's not explosive like he was to start the year in a training camp, if he's just trying to get back on the football field, if he doesn't know the offense as well, if they're missing so much time. Um, that was a weak spot tonight. Corner, there's not that many good free agents. They're going to have to look at a trade in the offseason. Even though Marcus Peters is not doing well for the Rams, like it was an aggressive move. He's had some good games. 49ers, are, I don't think they're going to be able to draft a corner again in the second or third round, throw him in there, and expect him to play well. Corners in this league struggle. You can miss on those draft picks. They've missed on Akilah Witherspoon. They can't go into next season with him starting. They're solving some things, at least, this season. By the way, we're on secondary right now. I was just curious during the middle of the game. Jaquaski Tart. This is his fourth NFL season. He has never started more than eight games in a season. His first two years were developmental years. He kind of rode the bench a little bit. Last two years, he's been hurt. You're, you have a lot of pieces to fill in the secondary, especially you don't know if Adrian Colbert is going to do well. I don't even know who's playing back there. Dante Anton Exum, not DJ Reed, really. They're having some serious issues on the back end of that defense in this scheme. Robert Sala, it's too early for him to get fired. 27 points to the New York Giants isn't a huge deal. I thought they mostly kept Saquon in check till the very end. Marsh and Malcolm Smith got burnt. They didn't have the right coverage there. They didn't have the right matchup sometimes. Yeah, they had to burn a timeout too because they didn't get the right look. Kyle said he was pissed that that shouldn't have happened, but Giants executed. They got in the red zone mostly and found open guys. Eli Manning is an average quarterback in this league, probably the 20th best quarterback, maybe 25th. He did work on your secondary. Richard Sherman played damn well, was tackling in the open field, but this secondary has a shit ton of work to do. Overall, I'm not terribly concerned about Kyle, guys. Losing close games is super frustrating. It is a theme, but I need to see it happen next year with Jimmy G before I'm like, this is a huge, huge problem because they were winning them with Jimmy Garoppolo in December last year. December is December. It was like a fake little thing. It was a ride of momentum. We'll have to see how everything translates next year. But with Nick Mullins and this roster not being totally there, not going to blame them. And it is their fault that the roster's not there, but it does take a lot longer than the Rams. Sean McVay walked in and had Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, the ability to hit the pedal and try and acquire a lot of a talent to make that team go. Totally different situation in San Francisco. It's going to take a lot longer here for the 49ers to get up and running. I think year four, they can be a top five offense in the league with Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. I'm sure there'll be a couple new ones by that point. I don't think that's out of the question. Look at Nick Mullins when things are on. When things are executing in Kyle's offense, 
you can make film clips from every game and say they had a damn good season. You can make film clips from every game and say the 49ers are one of the worst in the league. They're too inconsistent right now all across the board. They can't get turnovers still on defense early in the game. Kwan Williams, there was some bobbling going on there for an interception. They miss opportunities in games to close opponents out, to get turnovers. Like they, they really have to like fight with one arm behind their back because the other arm's kind of hitting themselves in the face sometimes. It's a tough situation to see this team struggle a lot, but I also see enough positive and bright signs where, hey, if this is 4-12, and 12, it's 4-12. and 12. And it wasn't a wasted season because we've said the running game is pretty good. We've said, look at some of the young pieces. Kyle's system has been installed. It should be easy to blast the 49ers. They're 2-8. and eight. It doesn't make sense to give this team a pass, but I really think you're wrong if you're mad this team isn't four and five instead if you wanted a couple extra wins we've been here before last year guys i'm not openly rooting for losing but if there's positive signs and a loss how is that bad for this football team do you understand draft position and what the 49ers could bring in if they pick the right guys don't look at previous years hope that john lynch learned from his mistake he picked someone better than solomon thomas in the top five And these losses to the Giants, to the Cardinals, to the Chargers, to the Packers, it means something going forward. That's your hope and your goal. And that Kyle, all this losing from close games, it does wear on him and it makes him a sharper head coach. And the team becomes stronger because of this. I get it. They've got to learn to win. The only way to learn to win is win. There's a good counterpoint to why some 49ers fans should be upset with this performance from the team. I get it. You're a season ticket holder. You don't want to see effing losing all the time. You're sick of driving to Santa Clara. If you have a macro view of the 49ers and you understand the big picture in acquiring talent and picking at the top of the second round, the top of the third round, this team needs pass rush, corner, wide receiver, They need a stud at all three. They need a top 15 player at each position. They can figure that out. This football team has something cooking. They can figure out Ruben Foster. They can figure out Tart, if he's really going to be a piece going forward, Colbert. There's questions that are unanswered. Kyle still has to prove himself to close games. He's proved himself as a play caller. The O-lines proved themselves. Brita has proved himself. Kittle has proved himself. They're not in sophomore slumps. They're building blocks now. Certain guys have graduated to be top 10 players on the team this season. Open your eyes. Watch film of every play. Eli Manning threw for 188 yards today. He wasn't on fire. This defense did not get shredded. They had letdowns because they're young. The scheme is a little bit flawed. Robert Sala has improvements to make. It's more on Witherspoon and Malcolm Smith and some of these busted coverages than it is Robert Saul, in my opinion. Some of the players, they've got to have an upgrade. But a safety is out of position all the effing time. Seattle scheme is tough without Cam Chancellor, without Earl Thomas. Jacksonville sucks this year playing that scheme. Adam Kaplan has told me, Robert Saul, that's the scheme he coaches. So if Kyle does want to make a scheme change... That might mean a coordinator change. 
I don't think the defense has been terrible. I pointed out last week, statistically, they're in the middle of everything. Joe Fan tweeted that out there. They're between like 12th and like 20th on a lot of different categories defensively. There's a lot worse defenses in the league. 49ers don't have their offense to where it needs to be yet. They can't overcome the mistakes of the defense yet. All right, guys, mybookie.ag. This is simple. Go on the website, put your name in, your address, promo code BLUEWIRE. Say you put in $50, you get a 50% deposit bonus, which means they give you $25 free to play on top of that $50. MyBookie is giving out free money. People have been turning $100 into $600 every week. College basketball, football, NBA, prop bets, esports. MyBookie is the one bet I've been making. Help us out. Blue Wire is the promo code. They've been in business for a year. They've got great online reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use. They sponsor a lot of big podcasts. I'm pumped to be included with them. Yo, make sure you're following them on Twitter at BetMyBookie. They're literally giving away money. They respond to DMs. They're giving away $10,000 this football season. Don't miss out, guys. MyBookie.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. Help out our podcast. Make a little money. You play, you win, you get paid. It's a big picture. It's the KJ podcast. We're painting it for you. Why not to be upset? By the way, Richard Sherman might make the Pro Bowl and get his incentive. I don't know if it's one or two million, but he wants that paycheck and he might get it. Kyle looked a little tan like he already went to Mexico. Got the bye week coming up. I'm sure everyone's getting out of town. Tampa Bay next. Nick Mullins is going to get the start. Kyle said he he has to think about it, but Nick Mullins did everything to deserve a third chance. Again, the two interceptions really weren't killers. One turned into an Odell Beckham touchdown early. I think the second one either led to a field goal or no points. By the way, shout out to Robbie Gold. What is he, 47 of 50 now in a 49ers uniform? Something crazy. He does not miss. Richie James had a nice return. Also had the penalty from Tavarius Moore. Couple mistakes there. Uh, my boy Julian Taylor still inactive. D line, one sack, not enough pressure all game. Underrated storyline coming out of this is, yeah, they were up against Oakland and they're they're top ten in sacks this year. Although it's it's kind of fake news from one game, but. Pass rush could have helped, could have slowed Eli Manning down in some key situations. Yeah, Scott McClune, you look like an old geezer a little bit, calling out Jimmy G for that. That's going to give him some motivation. But I bet he will come to the sidelines too. It's kind of an optics thing. Kind of a hot take from McClune. Hey, he's looking for those kind of guys. It's, it's funny how that is. Shout out to John Lynch for bringing the Paradise High School team their school, all their houses burnt down. So, so sad. California will rebuild this together. Everyone's donating. So sad. All the, the, the death toll is rising. Our thoughts and prayers about campfire. Such a tragedy. I don't think these fires are slowing down anytime soon, guys. This is the world we live in now. Scary. The air quality thing is, is a real issue. KJ Podcast, Monday Night Football. Not too down on the team. Nick Mullins, 
I'm going to be shocked if he doesn't start the rest of the season. I would be really surprised if the top falls off and he just has interception city. He could obviously get hurt. C.J. Beathard, Tom Savage still on the roster. Nick Mullins, this is his offense right now. I thought he executed it the first three quarters really damn well. They ran into some roadblocks late late in the game. I thought the 49ers looked like the better football team. The Giants just made timely plays. That's all she wrote. You think Giants fans are really happy about winning that game? Now Eli's going to get more starts. They're not going to transition to Loletta. And now their draft pick position, the tiebreaker, the 49ers hold it over them. I don't think Giants fans are thrilled that they won that game. Wake your head up. You can be mad at Robert Sala. You can be mad at certain issues about the team, but should not be mad that the 49ers lost that game. They have some things that correct, but this football team is not a disaster. It's frustrating as shit, but it's kind of like, it really doesn't matter. And you've got to be sensical about this stuff. This is a California audience. This is the smartest fan base I've ever talked to. I think you guys get it. You don't have to openly tank for Bosa. We sold like 20 of those shirts though, by the way. Hopefully I see one of those at Levi's later in the year. But if you lose, you don't have to be pissed about it. Just understand that's this type of season. 49ers 2-8, and eight, bye week, Thanksgiving coming up. Make sure you're checking out Brown's film breakdown if you're in Cleveland or you just care about things. Jake Burns, he's the host. He's going to have Chris Mortensen on this week. BlueWirePods.com. We are growing quickly. Love the team we're building. All right, my people. That is it. We recapped Giants, 49ers. Big picture. I'm happy with this team. It's not that bad of a loss. Get over yourself. Stop being angry over nothing. This season is not about wins anymore. It really isn't. It's about checking off who's on the team and who's not. Right now, Witherspoon's not. Go through this. Figure out which draft picks are misses. Who are the hits? Where do you need more depth? That's what this season is right now. Call it for what it is and you'll understand it. And you won't get pissed off. And you'll be ready for 2019. And Jimmy G will be off crutches. And life will be good. KJ Podcast. Talk to you again later in the week. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.